So, Kirsten. Hello again. Hi. Last time, we came to the conclusion that we need to talk about the soft stuff to get things like recruitment processes right. Mm. Now, I know you weren't talking about marshmallows, so can we explore a little bit by what you mean by the soft stuff? Okay. Soft stuff, it's what I call your promise of value and what you call your employer brand. It's the reason you exist as the business for your customers. It's what you do and how you do it, what your behaviours are, what are your values, what are the benefits you give, what you help your customers become. Okay, so I get the first three, but what do you mean by helping your customers become? Because if I'm a DIYer and I buy a drill from a hardware shop, how does that help me become something? Okay, there's quite a famous anecdote, I think it's from Black & Decker, that customers aren't buying a drill, they're buying a hole in the wall or they're buying the bookshelf. They're not even doing that, uh, really. They're buying how they and others see them once they've put that shelf up. That could be, I'm the competent man about the house that fixes stuff for his family. Or it could be, I'm that independent woman who can do DIY on her own. That's what they're really buying. They're buying the person they want to become, to be seen to become, once they've had the product and been able to use it. So for most of us, most of the time, it's never about the thing you're buying. It's about how that thing makes you feel. And that's usually about status and belonging. So you can't help everyone become everything. Yep. But you can fulfil your promise of value for your product by ensuring that your soft stuff is fully developed and aligned with the people delivering it. Yes, Yes, once you realise that it isn't about the product, but it's about the customer and what they want, you need to choose who you want to deal with as a customer. Assuming there's a large enough customer base for you to target. And then you need to choose how you want to service those customers, which will in turn pretty much be defined by who they want to be. So that's quite a difficult thing to get your head round. So let me be a bit provocative here then and ask the question, how many businesses do you think there are out there that know who they serve and why? For example, I'm sure a lot of retailers probably do. They segment their customers. Mm. But I think a lot of services firms, such as accountants, just exist because they always have Mm. and they deal with customers because they come through the door. I'd agree with you. I think most small businesses don't consciously know this, but they do subconsciously know it. Uh, if only they ask themselves the question. So a business that has survived will have some customers who love them. Some of them will have stayed loyal for years. There'll be customers they really enjoy working with. Um, They might even socialise with them. What that shows you is that the promise of value employer brand is there, but it's been completely internalised by both sides. If you ask them to tell you what it is, they wouldn't be able to, because they just do it without thinking. So we know the soft stuff's important, and if you're setting up a new business, it's probably quite easy to define. However, what about the company that's on its second or third generation of leadership, Mm. where there's no founders left in the business? Okay. What can they do, and how can they go about it? Well, the good news is you can reverse engineer it. All you have to do is to get everyone in the business together and get them to tell you what's good about the business. What makes it special for them? 
So, Kirsten, that sounds very much like employee engagement to me. Yes, it is. It's a very engaging thing to do. Uh, You have to have everyone involved because the people at the sharp end will know about things they do that the founder's forgotten or that have changed since the founder started. They're the ones who interact with customers and can see how they feel. And the newest people in the business have fresh eyes that see things that everybody else just takes for granted. And for the founders... This this sort of getting together is a really good chance to remember why they set the business up in the first place, which often means that's the first time they really communicate that to everyone else. So out of all of that, uh, you an external consultant can interpret what you come up with and help you articulate your values, your behaviours, your purpose, all the things that make up that soft stuff. So is it important that it's an external person? Yes, because it's almost impossible to have a true perspective of what a building looks like if you're inside the building. It's not about inventing something. It's about extracting what's already there and making it explicit so that everyone in the business can use it consciously. So how would you go about using it consciously then? Well, the first thing I would do is you use it to inform your marketing. So... Going forward, your marketing can have consistency of message. It'll attract people who want the same outcomes you want, delivered in the way that is culturally attuned to you. Um, You can use it to inform your recruitment strategy because in the same way that you want to attract the right customers, you want to attract employees who share the same values as you and will fit with your culture. You can use it to select appropriate suppliers for your business and you can for me the most important thing because I'm the geek about process is you use it to drive the design of your processes because the most lasting way you can make your business unique is not by what you do but the way you do it. So to conclude firstly therefore the soft stuff is totally different for every organisation. Absolutely unique just look at somebody like Cadbury and Hotel Chocolat. Cadbury is about fun, remembering your childhood, treating yourself every day to something familiar. Hotel Chocolat is about being a chocolate connoisseur. You don't eat it every day, so when you do, you make the most of the experience. And you want the story of where it came from and who designed the chocolate and who grew it and where it was produced. You want all that. You don't You don't get that with Cadbury's. Yes. You don't want it. Both quality products, both (laughs) serving a different or a different value of promise for the customer. Completely different person the customer wants to become. Okay. So actually the soft stuff is probably the most important part of your business. Yeah. Think of it this way. Your brain is quite soft and squidgy. However, without thinking, we do stupid things like having that Jaeger bomb to finish the (laughs) night. Yes. Thirdly, it's never too late to start working on what, what your soft stuff is And doing that will always give you a really good return on the investment. So then, Kirsten, how do we keep our soft stuff fresh? Yeah, well, I think that could be a conversation for another day. Look forward to it. Brilliant, thank you. Thank you.